The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors. With so many people living longer, the fear of outliving your money becomes a reality for many of us. Will I be a financial burden? Will I outlive my money? How will I be remembered? My name is Neil Himmelstein, president of Main Street Planning Group. Please contact me by visiting MainStreetPlanningGroup.com. That's MainStreetPlanningGroup.com or call 631-647-4694. I will introduce you to strategies that will guarantee you will not outlive your money, that can guarantee you will not be a burden on your loved ones. Through a collaborative approach, we will uncover solutions that offer tax-efficient strategies, lifetime income, and legacy planning. Choice, organization, direction, and education. That is the code we stand behind. Contact MainStreetPlanningGroup.com. That's MainStreetPlanningGroup.com or call 631-647-4694. And listen to me every Friday at 3 p.m. as I host the Main Street Code for Financial Success right here on 103.9 LI News Radio. Welcome back to the Main Street Code for Financial Success. I'm your host, Neil Himmelstein. I'm here every Friday at 3 o'clock. If you happen to miss an episode, I'm on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So please check out the Main Street Code. And again, if you need to reach me, I'm at 631-647-4694. I encourage your questions and comments. And if there's an area I haven't covered, please please reach out to me. And, And if you need some help or if you need help quarterbacking, your financial plan, give us a call because we like to put you in touch with the best financial professionals that can help you. We help hundreds of financial professionals across the United States with their insurance needs, whether it be life insurance, disability, long-term care, or fixed annuities. We do it all. And we're a wholesaler, yet we also take our own clients uh, in care into being. And I'm very happy to have with me today Laura Donathan, who's here for a second time, because I enjoyed the first time so much, if you heard her last week, and we didn't get to cover half the things we wanted to talk about. So I said, Laura, why don't you come back? And Laura, why don't you introduce yourself? So great to be here again, Neil. Thank you. Really great. I know. There's just so much to talk about. Uh, There really (laughs) is. We can go on forever. Um, Well, um, Laura Donathan, an attorney practicing for 25 years in the area of estate planning, elder law, estate and trust administration. That's all I do. That's fantastic. And we were talking last week about wills and trusts, and we started getting into about long-term care. But I wanted to talk about something else, too. And I, I, I don't mean to throw you a curveball here, but Laura is very active in the community, and she works with Camp Paquatuck yes. uh, with the Rotary Talk a little bit about that because oh. I think it's a fantastic, fantastic yeah. venue. And, and again, you're right in my neighborhood and it's this yeah. is so big. So N- Near and dear to my heart is Camp Aquatic. Um, we all say it differently. It's, okay. a, it's a Native American name, so we all have different <laughs> ways to pronounce it. Um, but Camp Aquatic, I am on the board of Camp Aquatic. I have been for over 10 years. Uh, it's a camp for special needs children. It started in the 40s as a, a rotary, the Marich's Rotary created Camp Aquatic as a place for children with polio to go and have a summer experience like every other child in America can right. have. Um, and it's developed into children with special needs of all different types. And it's a sleepaway camp. They come for a week or sometimes two weeks. They sleep away and they get a full camp experience like water activities and everything. Music. It's beautiful. Great place. And if you don't know about it, it's right in Santa Marichas. Uh, 
uh, right next to where, well, not far from where flight, what was it? 800, flight, flight 800, 800 TWA. There's a memorial there. Yeah. And across the street, uh, it's next to, this, it's got a big pond, and across the street is one of the nicest walks, the Havens Estate, yeah. where you can walk through and see the water, mm-hmm. and a little gem on Long Island, and whenever I go through that walk and I get to the end, I go... Why do I have to go to a beach? I'm right here in Long Island. We've got such beautiful, beautiful things. Yeah, so. it's, it's amazing. We have um, over 50 campers per week. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. They oh, I didn't know about that. I'm ready for that. Miles on their face. Oh, that's <laughs> just great. so wonderful. That's fantastic. Yeah. And we take campers from all ages. It's, you know, from 6 to 21. We have programs for 6 to 21. We have, And then we have... Campers who have aged out of, you know, the school districts and they're, they're 21 to 50. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's wonderful. And what I also love about you is that you are very active with the middle school or where you ran the Interact Club, yes. which is yeah. the junior Rotarians. Yeah. And I think it's so important to teach our youth to be involved in the community. And I, I know you dedicate a lot of time to that. And I also did, do, <laughs> and think it's so important. It so is. talk a little bit it about is. that. I think that's, that's so, super, too. Like you said, Neil, Interact is, is the um, youth groups for Rotary. And Rotary is a community service organization. So right. I, I've been involved with Rotary for probably 18 years. Um, the Interact group, um, which I was leading in East Mauritius, is a, um, it's just wonderful. We get the kids together every week, and we talk about what we can do. What can we do? We we run stuff for buses, which is filling up a bus and bringing it to local yeah. food pantries. Um, God, we've done so many things. I can't even remember them all. But um, it's really wonderful. And the kids love it. They and love it. Not only do they love it, but, you know, it's too much noise out there. Mm. There's too many bad things we hear every day on the radio, on the TV. Yeah. It's like we're constantly bombarded. And what are our kids thinking? And, you know, a lot of us are working hard and maybe not spending the time with the kids, but developing them in the community is so essential to everything. So I applaud you for for being so active in that. I really think it's a huge deal. So anyhow, I just wanted to tell you about Lauren, the person, because when you pick an attorney to work with, you want to work with somebody that you like and trust, just like I do with anybody I recommend to anybody. You first have to like them and trust them, especially when it's dealing with your personal stuff. You want to meet with somebody that you like and trust, and learn somebody you like and trust, and she's right yeah. here from the community. I think it's fantastic. Now, let's get to the fancy stuff, not fancy stuff, but you know, a little more intricate. We talked about Wills last week. Wills... And there's lots of radio shows here to talk about wills and trusts, and there's some great estate attorneys here that also have a good personal touch. I I only like to work with people who like people who I like and they like. So so we talked about wills and how important it is for your stuff, Mm -hmm. whatever your stuff is, right, that you wanted to go to who you wanted to go to. So you need a proper executed will. So that's number one. Number two is you need somebody to manage that will called an executive. executive. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, that executive is a person that you trust and knows going to do the right thing. As a matter of fact, the word trust. Absolutely. Because I went through this with somebody who did a trust and this and that with an attorney. And I asked this person, it's a true story. And the first question I asked them 
is, okay, I see you have this person as your trustee, which at the time was his wife. And I said, let me ask you one question and one question. Do you trust your wife with all of your finances? He had had a lot of money. And he said right in front of her, no. (laughs) Then why is she trustee on your trust? And we ended up switching to a different attorney and everything else. Not that I'm looking to get rid of an attorney, but that was question number one for me. So if you don't go to the right attorney or if you just go to an attorney that's just pulling off forms off the Internet like you would do yourself and they're not a trust and will and a state attorney, you're making a big mistake. Every attorney is expected to know how to do a will, right? That's what we think. That's what we think. Not true. It's not necessarily true because you need an attorney that's going to ask you the right questions. Thank you. And that's exactly the question you need to ask is who do you trust? That's number one, right? Okay. You have a small business. Well, who do you trust in that business? Your wife might not be the right person to be running that business for you if you're disabled or you're dead. You know, who do you trust? Right. Not that the wife was a bad person. She didn't want anything to do with the finances. Right. She had her car. She had her house. She was happy. And she never got involved with it. All of a sudden, you're going to put this burden on her. Right. And- that's difficult. She might need help. She, she might, might need help. You could put her as a co-executor with somebody else that, that is a little right. bit more financial. So, so who do you trust is, is a key. Thing. So we talked about special needs trust, which is a specific trust. Tell me how that's specific. Tell me what a special needs trust is. Well, a special needs trust is, I mentioned it last week, um, is a trust for people with disabilities. Okay. Um, and what it does is it protects the inheritance or whatever is going to be left in there. Often we can put life insurance into a special needs trust. Absolutely. Um, that will provide liquidity for this disabled child or disabled adult um, who might be receiving government benefits. So right. the, the beauty of the special needs trust is that it doesn't interfere with those government benefits. It doesn't jeopardize their eligibility. That's fantastic. Listen, we're going to be right back in a minute here. We're running running out of time. We're going to be back. Believe me, we got a little break here. And you're talking to Laura Donathan and Neil Himmelstein. And Laura, how can they reach you? 631-727-0923. Easiest way. And you can always catch me on Spotify or themainstreetcode.com or every Friday at 3. And I can be reached at 631-647-4694. And we're going to be right back. Thank you. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Main Street Code for Financial Success. I'm your host, Neil Himmelstein, and we're here with Laura Donathan, state planning attorney in Riverhead. And Laura and I were talking about special needs trusts and how important that is. And we talked a little bit about last week. There's another kind of trust out there. There's lots of different trusts. But there's some basic ones that you should be looking at. What were you talking about, an asset protection? Well, asset protection trusts. Asset protection trusts. Tell me what that is. A lot of people do is they plan to protect their assets 
um, by using a, an irrevocable trust. Um, don't get scared about the word irrevocable because there's lots of controls that you can keep. Um, but they plan to protect their assets from long-term care expenses um, ah. by maybe eventually if they need that type of care, long-term care, and either home care or nursing home care, their assets don't have to be depleted before they can apply for Medicaid. Um, so right. I do that for a lot of my clients. Right, and there's and there's a, a look-back period now that for moving assets correct. around. What's that? That's correct. And that just went up, didn't it? Well, it's five years still for nursing home Medicaid. They look back five years, and what they're looking for is, did you move assets out of your name? Right. All right. So if you've moved assets out of your name in the last five years, and when I say five years of information that you have to submit on a Medicaid application, it's really five years. Every bank statement for the last five years, uh, every financial statement. Um, they're looking for, did you move assets out of your name? And if you did, there's a period of ineligibility that you would not qualify for Medicaid f to pay for that type of care. Hmm. So what they did recently October 2020 was supposed to go into effect as a two-and-a-half-year look-back period for home care Medicaid. Prior, there was no look-back period. Um, that hasn't gone into effect. We're expecting it to come into effect April 2024. Gotcha. Yeah. So even to have somebody come in your home and help you or assisted living or, or you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. But what I always like to tell my clients, if they're young enough when they come to me, is I tell them to look at a long-term care insurance policy. Price it out. There are so many products out there. Because to be honest with you, if you're 50, we have no idea where Medicaid is going to be 30, 40, 50 years from now. Right. We don't know if you what the eligibility rules are going to be. So long-term care insurance can be a very important oh. part of the plan. And, and and Medicaid, for those of you that don't know what Medicaid is, people confuse Medicare and Medicaid. Mm. Medicaid is basically, uh, if you run out of assets, it's it's welfare for the elderly. I, right. I, I don't know what else to call it. You know, it's, it's kind of blurred into, well, I'll just go on Medicaid. Well, I, I don't like the stigma of being, I want my clients to be successful. I don't want them relying on the government. So the number one caretaker of all insurance, of all thing is for long-term care, it's the government, it's Medicaid. It's the number one carer yeah. of elderly today. Yeah, Medicaid pays and for home care, pays for nursing home costs. It can really be... But it's only when you run out of assets can you right. get the Medicaid. So who wants to run out of assets? I don't want to run out of assets. So how do we protect that and you mentioned long-term care insurance. Now, let me tell you a little bit about long-term care insurance. So much of this population, a small portion of the population actually has it. And the amazing thing is 70% of us, once we age 65, 70%, that's more than two out of three, will need some sort of care either in the home or in nursing home. Because we're living longer and you're going to need it. So I like to tell people, listen, if my house, if I knew my house was going to catch on fire and there's a 70% chance that I was going to catch on fire, would I insure it? Hell yeah. Absolutely. So if it costs me four or $5,000 a year, yeah, I'm going to do that. But why don't people take care of themselves? It just boggles my mind. But here's the biggest objection that we've had over the last several years. The problem with the long-term care insurance market, and there is a big problem, is that they did not price it correctly. So what happened is when they came out with this long-term care insurance, we're going to protect you this and that, 
they made assumptions that at the time that one out of two people would need care. That was assumption number one that was bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, because we're living longer, you know, years ago you had a heart attack, next day you were dead. Today, you're in and out of the hospital. If you have an HMO in New York, they'll do it in your car. It, one day, it's just, you're done, you know? So it's amazing what they can do with hearts. And they can do with, they can keep us alive, not necessarily our brains, but yeah. they can keep the rest of us alive. We're living longer. And they're working on their brains. We're living longer and we're living longer with diseases. Right, correct. Yeah. And impairments. Yeah. Um, so that was number one. Number two issue is they, insurance companies, when they come out, they don't think people are going to keep the policy. You know, there's a certain percentage that they feel are going to lapse. Nobody laps their policies. So if I'm expecting 10 policies to drop off out of 100, but only two drop off out of 100, that was an actuarial mistake. The third mistake they made is back when they were doing these policies in the 80s and 90s when it first came out and all these companies jumped in, they were putting on lifetime benefits, which you don't need. They're putting on 5% compounding a year when when interest rates were 1% and 2% right. forever. Forever. So the insurance companies went, oh, we can't. All of a sudden, a lot of insurance companies got out of the business. Totally out, yeah. So there's really three pure long-term care insurance companies left in the state of New York. Only one in my channel, one on a specific other channel, and it was very hard to make in comparison. And we've seen those people that did do the right planning have gotten price increases, so they're freaking out about the price increases. Mm-hmm. However, if they were to buy it now at whatever age they are now, and they were to look at the price, they go, "Oh no, no, this is a bargain." Right. Okay. Right. But so what they didn't I plan. See, what I see is that people are afraid of the bill. Correct. <laughs> they're afraid of the bill. Correct. Because it yeah. wasn't planned properly right. when they purchased it. Right. Not just planned. Yes, they planned. They had the foresight of buying it, but they didn't have the foresight of how they're allocating their finances to pay for it. That's right. And I could blame a lot of people, people didn't know, people, whatever, but the truth is, so what has happened in the industry is a lot of policies now are being sold on a hybrid platform, it's a combination of life insurance and long-term care, and I'm going to tell you one of the benefits of that is it is a price fix, almost. The prices aren't fluctuating in those combo products. Why? They don't put the compounding inflation in it. They don't put the other factors into it. But all that combination plan does is, if you need long-term care, you can suck money out of this policy. If you don't need it, it goes tax-free to your heirs. Which is so attractive. Right. I mean, because now you're paying. Right. Think about all those people who are paying for those long-term care insurance policies. There's 30% of them that never touched it. Right. So they never used it. They never got the benefit from it. Right. So it's it's so much better with these hybrid policies because now, all right, if you don't use it, it becomes a life and it's a life insurance policy. Exactly. And your heirs benefit from all that money you put away. Correct. So so it has that dual purpose. There's some pluses and minuses. You know, I'm a purist. I like the standalone long term care policy, but if you're allocating money towards life insurance, anyhow. The cost factors may be 10 or 15 percent more to ensure that you have that long-term care piece. And the way the benefits pay out on the pure 
what I call hybrids, the, the good ones. Mm-hmm. There are some with chronic benefits that are a little different. I can go into that. But the way they pay out is they, they call it an early death benefit cash comes to you. By the way, that cash comes to you tax-free, and it's an early prepayment of the debt. So if I had a million-dollar policy that had life with long-term care, and I only had to use 200000 of it, my heirs still get 800000 It's beautiful. That's how it works. So it's a combination on the pure ones. Now, that's evolved. Everybody's kind of getting into this game somehow. So they started something called a chronic benefit, which is different than a long-term care benefit. Yes, it talks about two out of three activities of daily living, but you need a permanent disability. And I can talk about that later, much later, because we're running out of time. I could talk about this all day long. This is what I do. And Laura, I don't want to kill Neil, you. Neil, it was great time. to be here. Thank you. Thank you. If you want to speak to Laura, and, and, and I highly recommend that you reach out to an estate attorney, one that you like and trust, and you want a likable and trust person, Laura is the person. How can I get a hold of you? Well, I'm at DonathanGoodale.com. And I am at 631-727-0923, where you can email me at L. Donathan, which is D as in dog, U, Nathan, like Nathan's hot dogs, at uh, dglegalteam.com. Thank you, everybody, and have a great weekend. Once again, this is Neil Himmelstein. You can always reach me at 631-647-4694 or... Listen to me every Friday at 3 o'clock here at the station. Thanks again, everybody. Have a great weekend. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors.